Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. I'm just so I'm so just to be up front with you guys, we do we try to record about five of these at the same time. And ever since yesterday, I don't maybe it was the day before, I don't know, where we mentioned the cream cheese pumpkin muffins. I haven't been, you know, in the back of my mind, this is a study on what happens to a person's mind, Stephanie. Um that, <laughs> In the back of my mind, all I can think of is I got to leave early. I got to go. I got an appointment here in a little while, and I'm going to leave early to go get one of those cream cheese muffins, man. I, I have no choice. I mean, it's stuck. It's like it's like etched upon my mind. I was reading the other night about the heart and how how God writes things on our heart, and uh, boy, that and that's part of the song I I sent to Stephanie. I was really moved by the idea of God writing joy on our hearts, of God writing grace on our hearts. And, and God does that. He gives us a new heart and he writes things on our heart. And, uh, I don't know about you, but that fires me up. And one of the things that Stephanie and I were just talking about, or a word we're going to see here in a couple minutes is forbearing of forbearance. It's patient, being patient, uh, learning, you know, that's a hard thing for me, Stephanie. Uh, I've never really been that patient. You know, it's, it's something I have to work at. It's kind of hard, um, whom God has set for it, propitiation of faith for his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. I picked that verse for this reason. Can you imagine saving a people that could care less about you? But that's how yeah. patient God is, Stephanie. I mean, what are you thinking of that word forbearance? I think it's a beautiful, a beautiful picture of what God does with me every single day. Um, when I think about how great God's mercy has been to me. Yeah, me too. And the fact that though I have failed him every single day of my life, and even I'm sure at times brought thanks to him, he still loves me. He still has answered with forgiveness when I've confessed my sin. He has still answered prayer. He has still moved behind the scenes even when I didn't think he was hearing. He has still been moving behind the scenes and orchestrating and working and keeping his promise to work all things together for good. And that's still who my God is. And that is the ultimate picture of forbearance because I am a mess without him. And yeah, the me too. he loves when I'm a mess and he picks me up and he gets me out of that horrible pit that David talks about so many times and he establishes my goings and puts a new song in my heart. That's forbearance. That's what God is to me. And without it, you know, it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because without his mercies, without his forbearance, we would be consumed. Life would be over before it even began. And so God's goodness is just overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think if we understand his patience, 
exactly what Stephanie's saying. Things going on in the background uh, all the time in Stephanie's life. I've seen it in Stephanie's life. I've seen the way God brought Stephanie into our lives and our lives into Stephanie's lives and, and, and ministry intertwined and things like that and kindred spirits. And, and you know, in, in God's ultimate plan, there's stuff always happening if we trust him. The Holy Spirit of God is in our heart, and, and God's not going to waste that. God's not going to waste what he's doing, the work he's doing in us, unless we we grieve him, unless we quench the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's something that's going to happen every day in our lives. We we may look back at a day and say, this is kind of a bummer. I didn't get to talk to all the people I wanted to or talk to the person I wanted to as long as I wanted to. I didn't get to, you know, go down and see the guy I wanted to see to talk about the ministry. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to go shopping, whatever that thing is. It, we can look back at our day and we can really internalize all the things that we, 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 we didn't want. Yeah. But what, where we make the mistake is we don't stop and say, but I was able to talk for a little while to this person. I, God did a work in my life. There was a, a great movement with somebody I'm talking to in my life. There's been great things going on. I mean, I think sometimes we got to turn around patience. You know, patience gets a bad, forbearance, patience, it gets a bad name. And, yeah. and what's happening in the background and stuff, that all gets a bad name. Everybody's thinking, well, why is God making me wait too long? Because so long as, because that's what God has for us in this particular season of our life. And <clears throat> I hate it. Hate being patient. I just told you guys that. I think I've told it to Stephanie probably a hundred times in the three and a half years we've known each other. And, and uh, Debbie will tell you, I'm not patient at all, you know. I'm like, honey, let's go, let's go, you know, and, and uh, I'm out in the car starting it up, beeping the horn and stuff, you know, I'm like, but I will say this, God has taught me when I wait, when I keep looking up at him, great things happen, and uh, that's, that's the God we serve, and I, I'm glad we got to cover that a little bit, so we're, uh, we're looking at verses now, so we're in the 25th proverb, uh, we're going to go 14, 15, I think through 17 is what we're going to start with here today. It says, whoso boasteth himself of a false gift is like clouds and wind without rain. Oh, that's kind of a bad thing to be. <laughs> you, you look like rain, but you're not rain. By long forbearing, a prince persuaded in a soft tongue breaketh the bone. Hast thou found honey? Eat so much as is sufficient for thee, lest thou be filled thereof and vomit it. Withdraw thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest be weary of thee, and so hate thee. So you get to the place where you hate thee. And you know that first verse, let's look at that. Let's, uh, you know, a long forbearance is kind of what's happening there. It's saying, I'm, I'm sorry, whosoever boasts of themselves of a false gift is like clouds. The thing I already covered there. So, you know, I hate it when you need rain. And you go out and it's dark and it's cloudy and the wind's blowing. And you say, boy, we're going to get a good storm here in South Carolina. It's going to cool the temperature down five degrees. But then the rain doesn't come, Stephanie. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> it always is refreshing when the rain comes. You know, it's that sense of relief almost yeah. when, the, when the air is cleared. And like there's this peaceful, peaceful sunset after a storm that's just breathtaking. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a hanging storm. It makes my body hurt. <laughs> and a major disappointment. And and you yeah. know and and I'll tell you, you know, Stephanie's right. not the only one whose body hurts, man. We we yeah. have our pains, right? And <laughs> but when that storm 
when it doesn't come, I mean, you're looking at your garden. I have, I have two pear yeah. trees. I've already given away probably 30 bushels of pears. Pears are still falling on the ground. Debbie and I, you know, there's places you can't reach and can't pick. And I'm at the verge every year this month of cutting these trees down and replacing them with some oak. But then I'll get acorns I have to pick. But I, I, man, I look at these things and I'm just so sick of these trees. But the truth is that rain comes along. We've, we've had banner crops. We've been able to help 20 or 30 families a year. Just say, come pick them. They're yours. And uh, then that next verse, Stephanie, and, but the God's rain does that. God's storm and God brings the things. I've never watered those trees. By long forbearing is a prince persuaded, and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. And, you know, by being patient, by going back and working, with, and you know this, Stephanie, all the people you've worked with, by working with people, going back to people, uh, and just knowing that God is in your heart, God is in the house. And, and sometimes it takes a while, but sometimes something will break. You know, all of a sudden God allows the prince to say, you know what? That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, how many times in your life, Stephanie, have you wished things would have happened quicker, but in the long run, it was okay. Uh, more times than I could even count. <laughs> yeah. But that's, and that's what I was saying earlier about the forbearance of when you see God, when, when God's time is right and he opens up that window of heaven and lets you see what he's been doing and you find out that your prayers have been being heard and God has seen your tears and he has cared, mm. it's just like, it's humbling because it's like, God, I doubted you and you still kept your promises to me. Even when I doubted you, you stayed faithful. And there's an incredible amount of, I think it, it leaves, at least for me, it leaves me in a place of loving my Savior all the more because I realize just how great His faithfulness is to someone so undeserving as me. And that's just incredible. It's overwhelming. A sinner saved by grace. If Stephanie's voice wasn't so bad, we'd have to do a song about God's grace somewhere <laughs> today. But we're going we're gonna to save that. We're trying to get that voice, uh, uh, well, actually, just get her allergies better and, and just get caught yeah. up on those things. You know what? It helped when I go pick up. I ran out of my uh, nighttime allergy medicine. So oh, yeah. that's first order of business when recording is done to go get my medicine. <laughs> yeah. Bummer. I'm glad, I'm glad you're getting it today. I hate it when you run out and feel kind of lousy and, yeah. uh, and, and uh, thou ha has thou found honey? It says eat so much is sufficient for thee, lest thee be filled therewith and vomit it. You know, some people are gluttons. Some mm. people have to take more than they need. You know, you know, the people, uh, they'll just <laughs> eat, eat, they'll eat that. And we see them, you know, I used to be, Hey, it wasn't all that long ago. I weighed like 290 pounds. You know, I got on the scale the other day. I'm about 201. Stephanie's skinnier than I've ever seen her. Uh, you know, and not because we're more spiritual or anything like that. We're just trying to take care of our bodies. We're just trying you know, to, yeah. to take care of this temple that God has given us. But you're not taking care of your body when you load too much in. And because all you're going to do in, the, in that life, moderation is life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and learning itself, it's a self-control principle too, um, where God's given me what I need. And so I'm going to be thankful and content. I think contentment plays a huge role, um, yeah. in this of being content with what I have, 
and it being enough. <clears throat> yeah. And not always demand of um what's what's the right word where I have where I'm not living a covetous or a covetous over food in a sense, because I think that's what this is referring to specifically is food or too much sweetness um, where I'm content with what God gives me. And if that's a bowl of rice, I'll be happy with that. And it was a beautiful thing, a lesson that I don't want to forever forget or my kids ever forget. When we were in Cameroon, um, meat was very expensive. Now, it, it, I, sickeningly, it's about now as expensive as it was here as it was in Cameroon. It's it's fast getting oh, there. It, um, terrible. Yeah. Hey, Stephanie, hold that, hold that thought for a minute. Let's go ahead and run and let these okay. stations do what they got to do. We'll be right back. Yeah, so going back to secondly, food costs as much as it did in Cameroon back then. And boy, isn't that right? Especially when you're yeah. eating all those miles. Yeah. yeah. And so all that to say, um, hamburger actually, um, I'm trying to think. I think we were paying $5 a pound for hamburger over there, which at the time seemed a fortune. Now it's way more than that even here. Yeah. Um, Chicken breast over there was, I believe it was seven or eight dollars for one chicken breast. Chicken was just a lot more. And so we were um we would I would do one chicken breast mm. for our family and <clears throat> for a meal. And then we had a ton of rice and I would make gravies and other stuff to put with it. But that's what we ate. That's what we had was one chicken breast for a meal. Um, because you know that get that that'll get expensive very quickly. I think once or twice I did too, but obviously we were trying to stretch a missionary budget. So I remember with the kids kind of struggling with that because they just got this tiny little portion of meat. And then obviously I had, um, vegetables were very, very good price wise. So we ate a ton of guacamole and salsa and rice and stuff like that. And, I remember we had, you know, we had one evening where the kids were kind of upset because everybody, even me, you know, we were just getting a certain amount of meat, a very small amount. And I remember telling them, you can eat, there's tons of food here for you to eat. Is it all meat? No. Will you survive? Yes. And where God taught us before those those days we were there were up. God taught us so much about contentment in the realm of food. And I don't ever want to forget those lessons myself. My kids, some of them were too young. They won't remember them the same way, but I don't ever want to forget that lesson. God taught me of no matter where you are in the world, learning to be content. And it's way harder to be content in the United States because our culture feeds off of, I need more. I want more. That's what we feed off of. And learning that, no, we don't. We can, we're, we're okay with just what we need. If that's all God gives us, it's enough. And that's, a, it's, a, it's, there's a peace that comes with that and a joy that comes with that because then you're not living in this frantic, I've got to have something else. It's like, okay, I could just serve Jesus and have fun doing it because 
he's giving me what I need. And so there's a beauty in that, that I think, unfortunately, we lose in our culture here in the States because everything is about having more and, and the exact opposite of what the will of God is. And that is being content with what he's given us. Yeah. Yeah. And in that next verse, I mean, kind of, you know, still going down the road at being better human beings and stuff, withdraw thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest he be wary of thee and so hate thee. And, uh, so we, we get to that place where we're talking about the neighbor's house, you know, it's expected. I think that neighbors, uh, you know, get along with each other. I had a neighbor, I think I told you about this, Stephanie, the other day, he said he was going to beat me up. Try made believe he was running me off the road because I was out walking on the road. This guy hops out of the car and, and, and folks, maybe he was a Kung Fu expert or something. I don't know, but it was a Japanese gentleman about five feet tall and a hundred pounds. And he had like five words in his vocabulary and three of them were cuss words. And he's just yelling at me because I was walking because I wasn't on the sidewalk or something, just screaming at me. And, and finally, wow. I, and, Actually, a friend of Stephanie's and I, I was on the phone with him. So he heard the conversation. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, and, About that uh, conversation. Yeah. And the guy's <laughs> just screaming these obscenities. Finally, I held my hand up in a stop motion and pointed to the door of his car. And I guess he realized at that point that, you know, I had had enough or whatever. Uh, but, you know, this is saying that if we spend too much time, again, it's a moderation thing. If we do too much with the neighbors, they can be weary and hate us. I don't know why this guy hates us. I've, I, the last time I spoke to him, he was yelling at me at walking at six in the morning, telling me I was a stalker when I was walking down the sidewalk with a flashlight. Wow. Yeah, I'm not stopping. Uh, that's crazy. But that's probably not a good example that I have a crazy neighbor who swears at me and stuff. But a good example would be somebody <laughs> who takes advantage of that neighborly relationship. Now, my neighbors, they all love me, man. You know, he's five, six, eight houses down the road somewhere. But my neighbors within the range of me in all directions, I mean, they scream my name out. They come over and see me. They come hang in the driveway. But one of the things I don't want to do is hang with them. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to take advantage of that. It was like we were talking about the honey a minute ago. I've seen people do that. They eat so much that they, they get to the place of vomit. I remember Pastor Dave Morose told a story one time that his family went on vacation and they left enough water and food out uh, for the Irish setter and they left and went on vacation. Well, that dog didn't have a shutoff button and, oh, it, and it blew oh. up its own stomach and it died. I don't mean to be laughing, but I remember he told that story and he couldn't get the church back. I mean, everybody was dying laughing, but you know, that's a picture. That's a picture of what we do to ourselves. We, we, we got to have everything right then and there. Uh, We have no patience. We um, receive no biblical counsel. All, you know, we could go on and on. I'm one of those people. I'm talking to myself or about myself and God's saying, you know, moderation, moderation, you know, just everything's, everything's all right. Just moderation. And I need to find that in my life. And I need to not kill my neighbor who stops at me and has a seven word vocabulary and yells at me every six months. Uh, I don't know. What are you thinking here, Stephanie? <laughs> I think I'm going to be laughing all day over that story. Um, Cause all I can picture is Jane and I don't know why, except that she's a blonde and she's gone by spot more than she has gone by Jane because we're, 
<laughs> There's a reason nobody uh, bought that dog. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Say we take in the people nobody wants. We take in the dogs. I mean, it's just like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember that dog just jumping up, and I, I looked out the back on the back way. Debbie and I sleep in the basement there at Stephanie. It's a walk. It's not like you're down. It's a walkout. You know, like it's a tri level. Yeah. It's a it's, n- yeah. it's a nice area. I don't want you guys thinking that we're, it's finished and well-groomed and cared for. But, I mean, I remember looking out the sliding door in the back. And Old Spot, or Jane, whatever you want to call her, jump, she, jumping up and down continuously. I watched her for 20 minutes. She never stopped jumping up and down on your patio. Never stopped. And no, I said, I said, man, if there ever was ADHD medicine for a dog, that dog needs it. But, you know, the, the, <laughs> the sadness of it uh, is there are people that do those same kind of things in their life. They just don't have that balance. They just don't have the moderation. They just, you know, would eat all the honey, would eat all the resources instead of sharing, making it last, put things <laughs> aside. And I was one of those people. So as I talk to your friends, I mean, I... I couldn't drive by a McDonald's without stopping, you know, and uh, a joke, but I, man, I was eating all the time. I was doing things all the time. Moderation. We live our lives with moderation and that's so significant folks. As we come to the place where we're up against the time again, we thank you again for being out there listening. We'd love to talk to you folks about different things we're doing and things that are coming up. If you happen to be in the Bemidji, Minnesota area, uh, Stephanie, Debbie, and I will be in that area. Uh, I think it's the first week of October in a beautiful Russian camp. We got a contact we can give you if you'd like to go to a camp up there. That's up in northern Minnesota, not too far from North Dakota, uh, not, you know, not too far, far from Fargo and different places like this, way up north, not too far from Canada. So maybe you'd want to come down and shoot down and be part of that. So we're going to be in a beautiful camp, uh, good pricing, good time. So you want to make sure you're part of that as well. And, uh, well, we're up against our time, folks. If there's anything we could do for you, grab a hold of us at Help for Wounded Spirits. Make sure you shoot us a, a message. We'll be glad to get back to you. We'd love to tell you about our ministry. We'd love to talk to you. May God bless you. And, hey, we're that smile that only God can give today. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.